0: Alrighty guys, so welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio. This is a Zoom call that Brielle and I did. It was a combination of a Zoom call and an Instagram Live. So it's just us answering your guys' questions and giving you a bit more clarity on things that you're struggling on. Again, Brielle and I will do these roughly you know once a month just touching base with everyone and a couple trends in this past call was talking about times on when you think you should cut and also fiber consumption so we cover this a little bit more in depth for you guys i hope that you all are enjoying these episodes and again don't forget to leave Beyond the Bikini a rating and review here on iTunes. That is how we grow. And if you found that this episode was helpful for you guys, make sure that you tag me. You can tag Brielle and make sure you tag Beyond the Bikini Radio and share on your Instagram. I would greatly appreciate you. But guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you later. All right. So we got a couple good questions in the group. And one thing we're going to conquer them one by one. So if you guys have more questions you want to add in, feel free to join in. You can join in with computer audio, or I also have my Instagram live going on so I can see your question that way. But the first question I got, which I thought was really good was when do you know the time is right to cut? Um, I know a lot of people are kind of wanting to end their reverse diet now because it's after the holidays and they're wanting to get ready for spring and summer um there's a lot of things that you need to consider before you cut I'm having a lot of people before like me as a coach three years ago if someone told me they wanted to cut I'm like okay yeah let's cut and now I have people really think about why they want to and I have them weigh out the pros and cons versus just immediately jumping into a cut how about you Brielle
1: yeah, I think that there's a lot of things to be considered, not only just like physical things, but also mental, because I feel like one, you want to make sure you're not starting a cut for the wrong reasons. And two, like if you're still in a phase, you know, if you just, you know, let's say you just competed and you were in an off season and now you want to start a, a cut of some sort, like if you're still constantly thinking about food or even if you didn't compete, but you think about food or you're just, you know, very food focused, um, that's not a good time to start a cut. And, you know, even if you're, you know, maybe unhappy with where you're at right now, physically, uh, just know if you start a cut, it's just going to be worse because mentally you're not ready for
0: it. Yeah. A lot of people just get a little bit uncomfortable and they think, okay, this feels like a lot of food I need to cut. And it's interesting because it seems like this constant yo-yo of okay, I'll eat a little bit more for three months. Okay, that's too long. I want to cut or like, they seem bored. You know, going on a cut does not have to be the next thing you have to do in your fitness journey. You should be focusing on other variables too, like your strength and your energy and um, your flexibility with food. Focus on those variables before you decide to jump into a cut because you might resent the cut and then that's going to lead to you falling off track and not sticking to it.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, you need to make sure that you're ready for it. And I think a lot of times the reason people want to start cuts is because they want to see the definition and the muscle that they've put on. But in reality, like muscle takes a very long time to grow. And so if you're really looking to change your physique, you need to make sure you're in that growing phase for long enough that when you do cut, you're going to be able to see things. And so that does not mean three months of eating in a surplus. That's not going to, you know, you're going to cut and you're going to look the same. So. Yeah you know, part of like, it's called body building, not body cutting. (laughs) So I feel like too many of us rush the whole building phase.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, if you think that, okay, Nicole, like I've never really dieted before, like I'm ready to cut. um, Or at least you think you are number one, make sure you're consuming. I would say more than 2000 calories on a consistent basis. And this goes for you shorter girls too. I don't care if you're five, two, you should be consuming around 2000 calories a day. Um, and then have your cardio be very minimal, okay? Because cardio is a tool. If you're already doing like 30 minutes of cardio a day, even um, 20 minutes, like you're, it's not going to be as good of a stimulus for the body. Now, I tend to leave some cardio in for my clients who are in a building phase because for your heart health, um, and it can help with some recovery. But you don't want your cardio to be super high. You want it to be pretty low. Um, and just make sure that nothing super crazy is coming up. So Mm -hmm. for a cut, you don't want to be, you know, moving across the country, like Brielle and I, you don't want to be, um, getting married in the middle of a cut. I don't know. It just can get really messy and stressful and that is just going to prevent any further fat loss.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you and I both had a lot of big changes happen this past year when we were prepping and therefore in a cut. And I mean also you have to consider not only is it going to make it harder to cut, but it's going to make what you're planning or what you're doing harder too. So like I was planning wedding and moving across the country and I graduated from college. Like I was a lot of things going on at once. I don't know why I decided to do that, but I learned from it. And so, you know, don't start a cut if you have a lot of crazy life things happening.
0: Yeah. It will just cause more stress. And if anything, it'll prevent your body from responding. Um, and losing weight is already a very slow process. and so that's just going to make it harder. Okay, um, let's talk about fiber. A lot of people have been struggling to hit their fiber goals, and I've been asked, like, what food should I be utilizing to hit my fiber? How much? How many grams of fiber should I be hitting? Which fiber is kind of a range, depending on your gender and, of course, like how tall you are. Um, do you want to speak more on ranges, Brielle?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, for those of who don't know, I went to school for nutrition. So I have my degree in nutrition. And so um, what is recommended is to have 14 grams of fiber per 1000 calories you're eating. Um, and so that's just kind of a general rule of thumb. But of course, it does vary and men need more. And that's mainly because they're eating more food. And they're they obviously have bigger bodies. So they need more. Um, but also just in general, like, it kind of depends on some people too. And like a lot of people, you know, some people respond really well to fiber and some people don't. Like, you know, some people, if you have too much fiber, it can cause a bad thing. Or if you don't have enough fiber, it's a problem. So you kind of have to figure out, you know, like, pay attention to how you feel with how much fiber you are consuming, but know that you should be consuming fiber. Like don't like not consume any fiber because you think it's going to make you bloated or whatever you think is going on. Um, because fiber is very important for, you know, a lot of different reasons, especially with your digestive system. So,
0: yeah. And this sounds like tough love when I get a client say they can't hit their fiber. I'm like, you're not eating whole foods. Mm -hmm. You're not eating whole foods. You're eating junk. Um, and you need to be focusing on fruits and vegetables and, and not just a piece of fruit and not just a half cup of veggies. I'm talking cups of veggies. I'm talking um, a variety of nutrients, like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, berries, any fruit with the skin on it, it's really going to add up and also whole grain. So you have your oats, um, cream of wheat's actually low in fiber. I used to think that was high in fiber um even your cereals will have quite a bit of fiber popcorn cocoa powder avocado those all have are great Mm -hmm. sources Mm of fiber
1: potatoes like sweet potatoes the skin of the potatoes
0: yeah the skin is where all that fibrous fiber is it's that like connective body holding the fruit together so or vegetable so
1: um real quick another important thing with that is that a lot of protein bars nowadays have fiber in them and a lot of them like that's not the same fiber that you would be getting from whole foods and so you should not be consuming like all of your fiber from Protein bars because you're not, your digestive system will not thank you for that. So you're going to have
0: some serious GI distress. That's like when I first started my fitness journey, like years ago, I used to <laughs> eat a Quest bar day. I'm like, I'm eating so much fiber. I'm so healthy. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's like, no wonder why your stomach hurts or, it, yeah, it's just not going to be good. And, um, you know, certain foods you might be able to digest better than others. So, Broccoli is an irritant for a lot of people, um, even cauliflower, so those ones kind of ferment a little bit more in your gut. so just take notes. you know no one likes to feel uncomfortable with the foods they're eating, and uh, make sure that you are switching out your foods here and there too, and you're not just stuck on one type of veggie. yep, okay, let's talk sugar and salt. so I don't have an issue with sugar consumption. I will f- I do find. Um, when I'm looking at a client's body type. So I do take into account um, ectomorph, mesomorph, and endomorphs, and I kind of look at how their body's shaped. I find that those who are an endomorph tend to do better with a little bit of a lower sugar intake and a little bit higher fat approach. But for sugar, there's really no reason to be super focused on it, um, especially if it's coming from a natural source. So if it's added sugar, As in like sour patch kids, like actual candy, that's a little bit different in comparison to a natural sugar. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently, but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals. Um, you also have lactose, so you have um, sugar that comes from dairy um, and then actual sucrose, sugar, right? Yeah. Yep. Sugar yeah. talk. <laughs> I, I get super um, annoyed of sugar talk too because I think that a lot of people are so scared of it because they think that sugar is just going to immediately turn over into fat.
1: Yeah. A lot of people, you know, and I think this is a really good topic because I've had clients, you know, ask like, Hey, do I have a limit on my sugar? You know? Um, and there really is no limit. And like you said, as long as they're coming from like natural foods, you know, you're not eating like a bunch of candy bars and like, sugar cereal and all this, you know, other stuff. Um, there's really no reason to, like, set a huge limit. But, of course, you don't want to be, like, eating 100 grams of sugar a day. Like, that is a lot. Um, the I feel like the situation where you really need to pay attention to sugar is if you're diabetic, of course, um, oh, yeah. because that's a whole other situation. Um, but just for the general population, I feel like we don't need to fear sugar as much as everybody thinks that, you know, like, oh, there's sugar is bad. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's not bad just because there's sugar in it, but all of your, your carb macros should not be coming from sugar only.
0: No, sugar is actually really good too. pre-workout. It's a mm-hmm. fast energy source. Um, sugars in fruit is fruit bad. No, I have a very hard thing to say. Like something coming from the earth is bad for you. Okay. It's clearly here for a reason. So, um, sugar isn't bad. I will find some people who eat a higher sugar diet. um, I see that their skin can break out and some inflammatory things. So, if you've noticed that a higher sugar intake makes your joints hurt more, or it's causing breakouts, that can be food related. It also can be related to consuming dairy. But again, everyone's body is going to do different. You know, just because this person struggles with having a response to food this way doesn't mean that your body's going to. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, so we have sugar. And then we have salt. I love me some salt, and salt also gets a bad rap. Um, RDA is it's twenty three hundred milligrams.
1: Yeah, they're trying to change it to lower than that, but um right now, 18? yeah. Um. Well, yeah, it's eighteen, and then in some situations it can be like fifteen hundred um but you know when i was in school they were talking about trying to change it um i remember one of professors saying that they're like that's never going to happen 1500 is very
0: low i feel like
1: yeah
0: uh, but yeah so salt um if you don't have any pre-existing heart conditions you don't struggle with hypertension i would say that salt isn't something that you need to be overly stressed about um especially if you're at a healthy body weight as well. So salt, when you aren't used to consuming salt and you start consuming a higher amount of salt, what is going to happen? You're going to feel bloated. You're going to feel watery and you might gain some weight on the scale. Is that fat? No, it's your body adjusting its fluids, um, which our body is constantly doing that every single day, depending on how much water you're intaking. So Um, some days you're dehydrated, your fluid levels in your body are going to be shifted. Other days, you're really hydrated where you're going to the bathroom all the time and your pee is clear. Like your fluid is fluctuating all the time and salt is going to um, have a response to that too. So a higher salt intake, if you are used to consuming a lot of sodium, your body will adjust its fluid to that, to where you're no longer holding on to so much water, it will adjust it to where you're going to the bathroom normally, and everything feels okay. But when you initially bring it in, again, it's something new. It's something that your body has to adapt to. That's what our bodies do. They adapt to whatever we send it to it. Um, and just like if I were to consume, like if I really wanted to play around with my body weight and my water weight on the scale, I would just drop my sodium pretty low. Um, increase my water intake and I'm sure I would drop a couple pounds of water. Um, heck if I even dropped my carbs super low, I'd drop a ton of water weight magic and it's not fat loss.
1: Right. Um, with that, you're going to not, you know, look as good in the gym because then you're not going to have that muscle fullness. So like there goes both ways. And so, um, salt is a great tool for like around your workouts because it helps shuttle the, you know, the water into the muscle. And that's why you can get better pumps if you have salt. So like some people will talk about putting salt in their pre-workout or, or like having a pickle or something before workout, and it can really help with pumps. So, I mean, salt is, you know, an, an essential thing we need. We need salt in our body. So it's not something that we should be afraid of and not fear. But of course, like way too much is not good either. So it's all about like what Nicole said, that balance. So if you're consuming a lot of sodium, if you're drinking enough water, it's not a problem. Now, if you're consuming a lot of sodium and you're not drinking any water, you're going to be very highly concentrated with sodium. And now your body's going to try to Uh, correct itself but it can't because you're dehydrated so that's just something to consider is like your ratios of salt to water should be pretty you know equal Mm
0: -hmm. and it's interesting because this takes me back to competing and seeing people backstage who would cut salt and cut water Mm -hmm. they look horrible They look like they're dying.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was getting a pickle backstage. I was like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: pickles, turkey, anything with salt because you need a pump and it's not going to help your muscles fill up. So if you're cutting your salt super low and you're wondering why you feel dizzy, um, even a little bit irritable, that can be correlated to your salt intake. So start seasoning your food. I use pink chameleon salt. I use a garlic salt. just season your food and that's the other thing too when people are having a hard time like hitting their macros or eating healthier it's because they're not seasoning their food because they're so fearful of salt food's supposed to taste good and in order to do that seasonings were invented nobody would ever want to eat chicken or like beef with no seasonings that sounds disgusting um so you have to use seasoning yes for sure Um, Is there anything else that you wanted to add from the group chat that you saw? Oh, I had um, someone on on Instagram said, I've been consuming around 30 to 40 grams of fiber. Is that too much? Again, this is going to be very variable. There is one time, not even one time, probably a week when I was eating so much vegetables that I was getting 65 grams of fiber a day. How did your stomach feel? Felt horrible. That's why I changed it. So everyone has an upper limit of how much fiber they can handle, and some females I find can do good on thirty to forty grams. When you start to notice that your frequency going to the bathroom is down, or your bowel movements are more difficult, that can be a sign of constipation, which can be a sign that you're consuming too much fiber. So I would say really look at um, how your body is responding um and even just drop it five grams if you feel like you're getting bloated and constipated take
1: it I totally agree and I think also um it also can matter if you're consuming a lot of that fiber at once so like if you're having a meal that has like 25 30 grams of fiber in it probably not going to feel the best afterwards but if you're like spreading it throughout the day you know you're having several servings of vegetables throughout the day um I think that that's totally fine and like what Nicole is saying really listen to how your body is feeling because you know there's nothing bad about it like you're not eating too much fiber the only way that it would be bad is if you're having negative side effects because of it such as you know feeling backed up and your your stomach is not happy and all of those issues
0: yeah for sure um Okay, so I think that's just about everything. Um, see if anyone else has any further questions on Instagram. Is there anything else that you want to add today that you felt like was trending with check-ins or just social media in general?
1: I'm trying to think. Um, I can't think at the moment.
0: Okay. Um, a big one I've been seeing is just, people's expectations of how their body's going to respond in a reverse. And I've been getting a lot of people fearful of just gaining tons and tons of weight when reverse dieting. Um, And one thing I want to really hone in on is if you're at a healthy body fat percentage and a healthy weight, usually, and I use this term lightly, um, usually 98% of the time your body is going to stay the exact same weight. I find people who gain weight or those who are coming out of a chronically low calorie state. So someone who's consuming sub 1300 calories for a very long time of their life, not two months, not three months, six months, a year, years. Um, That's someone whose body tends to respond more aggressively and gaining weight. And I want to talk about um, gaining weight in general. So Gaining weight isn't necessarily a bad thing if it's going to help you get to your goal. So if your goal is to get stronger, to feel healthier, to have more flexibility in your life, you have to understand that there are benefits to gaining weight. I guess I I just feel like gaining weight has such a bad connotation to it. And is it uncomfortable when majority of women are always told to be smaller and lose weight and losing weight always seems to be trendy and everyone always seems to be on a diet? Absolutely. But there's a time and a place to lose weight, but if you're at a healthy weight and your goal is to get stronger, understand that gaining weight has its has its advantages for sure.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And you're like experiencing
0: what the benefits were of us gaining weight after our show
1: which is a good thing.
0: Um, I think my I hope I is making your hope bark. She's actually
1: not even paying attention, but she was, like, running around with her toy just a second ago, but um I did think about another thing, Um you know, I've had several clients so far kind of say that they are feeling like they're in a funk, and I think um they're, you know, they're saying kind of after the holidays that they feel like it's been hard to either get back on track or just kind of feel like they're in a funk, and I think it might be, oh, look at her, I think it might be, um, you know, good to just briefly talk about, like, that it's normal to kind of go through funks and like how you can help yourself get out of it. <laughs> like, she's so cute, but um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any suggestions for when people kind of are in a funk?
0: I think getting in a funk part of it is and this, I mean, it's just getting back into your routine. Um, you're in such a high being around family, even traveling, not working, that holidays bring such a high, that January I think brings a lot of lows. Um, And I think that can kind of steer motivation down. And we're also in the middle of the month and I think people just expect results very quickly instead of um, acknowledging their small wins throughout their journey. So small wins are those mental shifts, behavior shifts. I've been talking a lot more about this on my Instagram and how your behavior shifts are what's going to get you to your end goal. But you have to celebrate those because if you don't, you'll always feel like you're losing, which will really unmotivate you.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not just physical progress. And I think when you're in a funk, you know, what's important to kind of focus on is those mental wins and the mental progress that you've been making as well um and just realize that you know you'll get out of the funk it happens you know we all have been in a funk before um and kind of figure out what would make you, you know, feel like you get out of the funk. Is it finding new recipes and finding new food that you enjoy? Is it, you know, maybe switching a few of your workouts and making it more exciting? Um You know, try to make something more exciting for you, because then you're going to want to do it more. And then after a few days of being back into it, you're going to feel, you know, back on track, and then you're pretty much going to be out of your funk.
0: Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, and understand, like, just anything in life comes in waves. Like we're gonna have times mm-hmm. when we feel like we're on top of the world and we're crushing it and everything's amazing. And then just understand that there's gonna be a low that will come. Um, and not to say that that's your forever place, but it's just a place to challenge you and to help you grow. Um, and it happens to everyone. You know, I definitely have days where I question why am I even driving to the gym? Why is this important to me? And wow. it, it just happens to everyone.
1: Yeah. I mean, going off of that, like everything is temporary. So, That's you true. know, like you said, it comes and goes. So, you know, the funk is temporary. Your high is temporary, you know, like everything. And whether that sucks or it's good, it's, it's kind of how life is. It goes around in circles. So, yeah.
0: Well, I'm going to log on off. Um, thank you for joining me. Hope's about to go So I'm going to continue on a little bit more on Instagram. So feel free okay. to join in on there. To answer a couple more questions, but Zoom only lets me record for so long, and I'm getting my warning. So, <laughs> all right,
1: well, I'll sign out too.
0: All right, have a great rest of your day.
1: You too, bye.